Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Politics World. I'm your host, Sam Skrubala. With the general election now just nine days away, the race is hotting up, as Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party are closing the gap on the Conservatives. A recent UDOV projection has Labour, against expectations, gaining 28 seats, whilst the Conservatives would lose 20, leading to a hung parliament. In that scenario, we could see the other parties again act as kingmaker, as the Liberal Democrats did back in 2010. On that note, we now welcome Tom Brake, Lib Dem candidate for Carshalton and Wellington, and MP for the constituency since 1997. He also serves as his party's chief whip, foreign affairs spokesperson, and shadow leader of the House. Tom Brake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, just to get this out of the way, your leader has been pretty clear, but in the event of a hung parliament, would the Liberal Democrats again be willing to act as a kingmaker? Absolutely not. Tim Farron has made it very clear that there will not be a coalition involving the Liberal Democrats, and therefore I'm very disappointed that Theresa May keeps claiming that this is something that would be a possibility. Uh, now, at, looking at this election, we've really seen the issue of Brexit, which coming in was meant to be the most important issue, somewhat fall off the mainstream agenda, even behind sometimes supposedly less important issues, such as fox hunting. Do you feel that this has been to the detriment of the overall campaign? Well, you're right that this campaign was supposed to be about Brexit. That is why the Prime Minister called the general election, uh, of course, having said that there was no need for one and it would destabilise the country. Um, it hasn't featured particularly heavily in the campaign. Uh, other issues like the NHS, like funding, to funding for schools, have certainly here in Carshall Mornington been much more uh, important. Uh, I think it in, in that respect, actually, uh, that has probably been helpful to this campaign because, of course, uh, the Prime Minister, whoever he or she is, uh, is not just going to have to deal with Brexit, but they're also going to have to deal with some uh, really big challenges within the NHS, for instance, over, over funding levels uh, and the cuts that we're seeing in our schools and, of course, many other issues, whether it's uh, issues to do with air quality uh, poor public transport or any other any of the other problems that any government uh, should seek to deal with during their term in office. Well, you mentioned the NHS there, of course, a crucial issue, both to the campaign and directly in your constituency of Carshorton and Wallington. Uh, going forward, how do you intend to fight to help keep St. Helier Hospital in your constituency open when it does face something of a funding crisis? Well, first of all, by highlighting what an excellent hospital it is, in, in contrast, I'm afraid, to some of the comments that have been made by senior conservatives locally, who uh, seem to spend rather a lot of time talking down the hospital. So I'm talking it, talking it up and highlighting, for instance, that it's one of the few hospitals in London that uh, is just about on top of the A&E waiting time targets, uh, highlighting that it has an excellent uh, renal unit, which is the, the regional renal unit uh, for this part of, of London and southeast, and also highlighting that it has a, a very good neonatal unit uh, caring for premature babies. So I think it has a, a, an excellent track record. And what I've, used, what I've done in my 20 years as a Member of Parliament is I've used every opportunity I've had, whether it's things, uh, questions in Prime Minister's questions, uh, questions to health ministers, uh, or indeed, when I happen to be standing behind him in the queue waiting for a cup of coffee in Westminster, uh, using all of those opportunities to lobby the Secretary of State for Health and other senior ministers. 
I see. Also, um, stopping stool cuts has also been a big part of your own personal campaign. How do you see this affecting your own constituency? Well, uh, we, we, the, the, there has been a very direct impact, and that is reflected in the, the many, many letters and emails that I've had from head teachers uh, in the constituency and in uh, the neighbouring constituency of Southern Chim, who written to me or emailed me highlighting that uh, for primary schools, the impact is getting rid of teaching assistants, uh, having to uh, perhaps not recruit or replace teachers who have left. In the secondary schools, it means that uh, senior management team members are not being replaced. It means that uh, teachers who normally are allowed time to prepare for lessons now, now no longer have that because they have to be in classes instead. And it means cutting back on the, the range of A-levels that are offered to, to students because schools can no longer afford to run A-level courses for a smaller number of pupils. So it's having a real impact now. And this is before the full three billion pounds worth of cuts has kicked in, which will happen by 2020. Now, looking back at the wider campaign, uh, Brexit has certainly been at the forefront of the Liberal Democrats campaign. Yet, polling wise, your party hasn't been able to quite make the surge uh, that at times it appeared it was going to. Why do you think this is? And do you think we can see a sort of resurgence of the Lib Dem fight back in the last week of the campaign? Well, first of all, I don't necessarily believe the polls. Uh, everyone has, we've had many examples in the last couple of years of polls that have been uh, completely wrong. Uh, so there is that possibility. But also, I think what the polls tend to do, because they're a, a snapshot of what's happening across the country as a whole, and tend to be very relatively small samples, often will not pick up areas where the Liberal Democrats are strong, such as Carshall and Wellington. So I think they, they probably underrepresent. Uh, our support in the areas where we are very well organised and either have a someone who's been a, a sitting member of parliament or a very active candidate. So I hope that will mean that uh, whatever the polls say, uh, that our result will be stronger on election day than it would appear to be. I suppose the other challenge for this election as is that, uh, understandably, uh, the Prime Minister has uh, sought to make this, a, uh, in effect, a presidential contest where she has... Uh, you know, she she is the party, so the, the, the Tory battle bus has Theresa May's name slapped on the side of it in large letters, and it has Conservative Party in very small letters. So she has made herself uh, the central feature of the campaign, and she uh, has also sought to make Jeremy Corbyn the central feature of the campaign. And when that happens, it's harder for the smaller parties to, to break into uh, an attempt to just make it uh, about the two main contenders. Now, how would you crystallise your party's message? Why should people vote for the Liberal Democrats? Well, our, our message is a very simple one. As a party, we want a, a, a Britain that is optimistic, um, that is progressive, a country that is open, tolerant and united. And I'm afraid the fallout from, from Brexit has meant that, and we've seen this reflected uh, in the, the rise or the spike in hate crime shortly after the EU referendum, uh, the country is is less united than it was, uh, and I would say less tolerant. So as a party, those are the things that the values or principles that we will fight on. Uh, we have made it clear that uh, we don't support the approach the Prime Minister is adopting towards Brexit, and that's a feature of our campaign. We think that she is going for a, a version of Brexit that is going to do maximum damage 
uh, to not only to British jobs and therefore British families, but also uh, to the UK economy, to uh, our influence in the world, our diplomatic uh, presence, and uh, will have very many other negative uh, impacts. For instance, her, her desire, it would seem, to take us out of every single EU institution, including, for instance, Euratom, the body that's responsible for uh, ensuring atomic uh, energy standards are, are appropriate and observed in the EU. All of those things, our Prime Minister seems to think uh, we should not be part of, and I think that's it. that would be extremely regrettable and would simply leave the UK in a position of having to create a whole host of parallel organisations that ended up uh, shadowing what those bodies were doing at huge cost to the British taxpayer. Kate, one final question. You've been an MP for Carshorton and Wallington since 1997. In that time, what would you say has been your proudest political achievement? Well, there have been, there've been many, both uh, large and small, but the, the battle that, that we fought to uh, ensure that the A&E and maternity services continue to operate at St. Helier, that's perhaps one of the, uh, the biggest success stories. We've had others along the way in terms of for instance, there was a proposal to, to stop trains going from here uh, through to North London, which many people relied on, which we managed to, to fight off and maintain those train services. And then there have been many, many individual cases where we've succeeded in uh, getting compensation for people or uh, ensuring that people uh, were received the benefits they're entitled to, uh, or for instance, got uh, appropriate housing. So. It's been a range of perhaps great success stories and uh, much more individual uh, case case successes. And uh, in terms of the, the number of people that uh, I and my staff have helped in the last 20 years, we worked out at about 150,000 cases that were dealt with. And uh, I'm proud of that track record. Tom Brake, thank you for coming on today's show. Thank you. I would again like to thank today's guest, Tom Brake. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can download the podcast off iTunes now. Go to iTunes and type in Politics World with Sam Skrubala or go to our YouTube channel. Please watch the videos and if you enjoy, like and subscribe. I'm Sam Skrubala. Thanks again to Tom Brake. And this has been Politics World.